I just want to say a disclaimer. Eamon's audio is super quietness. I'm not sure how to fix it, and I am very sorry. So, just bear with it. We'll we'll try to fix it in future episodes so that he's a little louder. Um, and hopefully we'll have better audio next time. So thank you for putting up with it. Hello and welcome to episode four of Film Broadcast. Uh, I am here and I am joined, and I am Logan. I'm joined by my friend Eamon and my friend Luke, because Killian, uh, he made it three episodes. And for now, he's going to have to not quit, but he's going to be gone for a little while, probably for a couple months until, or longer, depending on how long Rona lasts. We don't know for now. We don't know what's happening I'll keep y'all up to date if I have new news. But for now, instead of just having one permanent replacement, we're just going to, we're going to wing it. We have a couple people that are going to come on. We're going to talk about all sorts of movies. We're just kind of going to go with it. And this is Luke. Introduce yourself. Um, I'm Luke. I'm 14.9 years old. I like movies. Hell yeah. That's all we need. And we also have Eamon, who you know, but he can say hello. Oh my god, he sounds like he's in an echo room, but that's okay, we'll figure it out. So, we're going we're gonna to talk about Waves today, but first, there's a somewhat newish movie with everyone's favorite comedian, Will Ferrell, called Eurovision Song Contest, semicolon, The Story of Fire Saga. It's bad. Let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. So, um... Um, I'll let, yeah, well, I'll let, um, I'll let Luke start because he's new and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about it. It was just like a pretty <laughs> mediocre movie. Like, it's, it had like actually surprisingly good visuals. I, I will say that, though. Yeah, like, some of I the visual direction and cinematography was pretty good for like, uh, in the music numbers, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Mm, the rest yeah. was just your regular old bland American comedy, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, of course. I have a lot to say, surprisingly. Just because this is my first time to be able to tear apart a poopy movie. But first, I'm going to give you the good, because there is some good. The music's really good. It like, is, it is. Even, the, like, even the purposely bad music is like funny. and good. Like, the Swedish rapper guy, Coon with the Homies, that was freaking hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Um... Oh, I don't think I have much else. To do. Rachel McAdams is a good actress. She's like she's fine in it. Oh yeah, definitely. Probably the best part. Oh, and what's the what's the guy that played the Russian guy? I don't ben, know, but he was so he was so great. He I was funny. Him. Other than that, everything else about the movie's bad. Like uh, every, Will Ferrell. This is probably one of my like the worst Will Ferrell performance. And that's saying something. I've no. seen like he's so bad. <laughs> I think Will Ferrell. Um... Even when, because so at first when he was like, I think purposely being funny when he was singing, like not actually trying to sing well. Mm-hmm. Then when it came to the climax, and I really liked the final yeah. song. I was yeah, like, it was good. It was mo- I was moved for like a good minute. I was like, wow, that was pretty yeah. good. But and then Will Ferrell started singing. And even when I think he's trying his no. hardest to yeah. sing, it still doesn't sound right because well, Rachel right. sounds so different. Keep in Everyone's- keep in mind, Rachel McAdams didn't sing any of the songs except Yo, for when out, she like, sang the song in her bedroom i found that yeah. out like two days ago i was like yeah i was, was kind of, i'm like damn it. 
it would have been no it makes it it was a swedish singer who did most but of it she lip sync pretty well mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna explain the plot because i forgot to do that um so there's this song contest that's apparently really popular in europe that i'd never heard of so to introduce it to america to americans and stuff let's get some americans a movie about european people starring all americans about the song contest and the plot is if you've ever seen a movie with an underdog group going into some sort of competition you you know the plot already and you probably have it's that you know like yeah. I, I'm, I'm just gonna say spoilers but come on like it literally ends with oh they they didn't actually win but they won in our hearts like that ending they get home and everyone's cheering and at first everyone's like wow you suck and it's exactly that and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go on a little rant and then you guys can say some stuff and i'll be quiet but i just want to sort of just go over some why the film it's inconsistent because sometimes it seems to be trying for what do you even call it um for like more silly humor more out there humor and some of that works pretty well like just complete like i'm just gonna so yeah there is spoilers here but it doesn't matter so the reason they explain the way they explain how they get to the contest was really funny like basically everyone goes on a party boat and and um well the boat just explodes and literally every other contestant dies and that's funny it's out there it's funny it's over the top it's great i love it but and here's the problem most of the movie is trying to stay grounded sometimes and it's so inconsistent and then okay now here's demi lovato is a ghost what like it's just and at that point it's not funny it's just jarring and it didn't even like even will ferrell's like what what were you doing you had no purpose didn't help me Mm -hmm. at all yeah exactly it's just pointless oh yeah the movie is over two hours long oh yeah and most of it is nothing there's nothing happening there's an entire subplot with the russian guy and rachel mcadams that adds nothing to the movie nothing at all like it's just pointless there's so much pointless car i can't tell you what happened for most of the movie because nothing did they redid the same songs over and over it's just annoying and i mean like the full songs like that tiger song was funny at first tiger of love or whatever and then they did the whole thing again exactly the same okay so yeah (laughs) honestly the only scene i remember like vividly was like Mm -hmm. the one where he knocks down the porta potty like that that, that (laughs) was the only scene i actually like what is he not full detail Knocked down what? That he knocked down the porta potty. Down, like, I don't even know what you're talking about. You I'm not gonna lie, I may have started skipping scenes a bit. Oh damn! I got so bored. I I know that's that's like no, a, no I get that. Yeah, I was just kind of trying to get to the end at that point. It was like I need to finish this. I'm gonna review it, but also I don't want to watch it, so I kind of skipped a bit. But I watched most of it. Unfortunately, wasn't I forget exactly? Was Pierce Brosnan was in it, right? Like he was just there. <laughs> I think he. Played, um, I think he? it was Will Ferrell's dad. I might be wrong. It might have been just looked oh, yeah, like yeah. him, but I think it was him. But yeah, the movie was bad. It was funny. I liked the, uh... <laughs> it was boring, and I hated it. 
I think though I I found myself a little more enjoying of the movie. I didn't think it was good, but I didn't. It was far from the worst thing. I've oh seen. well, yeah. I thought it was fine. It had moments that were good. I thought it was fine. Like, me saying all the music was really I, good is much more compliment than I can give for a lot of movies. But like, there were times like when they were doing that whole my favorite scene in the whole movies when they have like the party and they're all singing, not because it's maybe not the most like well written song. It's just that they're all singing at like different tones of voice. Mm. Like the Russian guy singing with Rika has. All oh, okay. tone, oh I get it. It works so well. Yeah. I mean, like, he seems so deep and he's singing yeah. so high. A couple songs are really good. Like Yaya oh, Ding Dong I... is a banger, man. That song was stuck in my head for like five days. <laughs> and then the ending song was, I think, I will just. Oh, like, the. It's not going to be. The... Hmm? Oh, you mean Husevich, that song where she's singing about her hometown? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was nice. No, it is nice. I like it. Yeah. No, I thought it was really good. Like, it was a good song. A lot of that. There were a few guys in there, though. Like, a lot of the auto-tune was super overbearing. I will say Oh, yeah. The auto-tune was horrible. There were things like that. that I will say this, though. Whatever, I don't know. So, whatever they did with Rachel McAdams, I don't know how they were able to get her to lip-sync so well. But if they did that... For Beauty and the Beast, I would have been more forgiving of the music. Yes, that's one of those things. Because sing. Sorry, I'll finish. But I'm like, if the actor can't sing that well, put someone else and just kind of have their voice be echoed by the other, so it still works and doesn't feel all. That's. that's Yeah, that is something Hollywood seems to be scared to do now for some reason. Like, they're like, uh, if they're not singing, or even actors are, because they think it makes them a phony. It doesn't. If you can't sing, you can't sing. Like, auto-tune, like the auto-tune on Emma Hudson in Beauty and the Beast was horrendous. It was so bad. A lot of movies do the same thing. But I think it's yeah. a fine. Will Ferrell. If you like it, I'm not going to lose it. I liked it like too. that was fine because he's just silly and being Will Ferrell. Yeah, but Will Ferrell, I've only seen like mm-hmm. a few movies. I've seen I've seen yeah. Elf, this, yeah. Mega Mind, and All right. Home. Elf and Mega Mind are yeah. great movies, and um, the other two. He's funny as stepbrother. So I guess it just dep- yeah. it depends on I guess it depends on him. Sometimes well, recent has not been good. Like, Sometimes in years. Like, I'd say the last yeah. great Will Ferrell performance, like, live-action Will Ferrell performance I've seen was, like, Step Brothers in 2008. Like, Yeah, I, he's really hit or miss with this. Because, mm-hmm. like, well, it, it helps with the director because Step Brothers, Anchorman, and Talladega Nights, arguably his three funniest films, were all the same director, Adam McKay. Yeah. Right? So... I think it just depends who he's working with, if they can help his brand of humor, which is pretty basic. It needs yeah. to be elevated by someone else. Or, for example, like think about when John C. Riley and Will Ferrell were so great together in Talladega Nights and Step Brothers, and then you don't have Adam McKay, and then we got Sherlock and Watson or whatever. Oh, God. Oh, Watson, yeah, <laughs> which I haven't seen. But, yeah, I've, yeah. I've heard things, man. That, that movie was so bad. 
Was it? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've heard it's pretty horrible. Yeah, I haven't seen Step Brothers or anything. You should watch Talladega Nights. I've just seen... I think you'd like Talladega Nights. But um, anyways, about the movie, I think it's just sometimes you need a cheesy, dumb kind of uplifting movie, and that's all it is. It's no. not harm- harmful. It's a harmless movie. I can name so many better cheesy, dumb, uplifting movies that you could be watching that aren't two hours, seven minutes long for no reason. If, you, if it was shorter, I feel like there would be some redemption. But it's- oh yeah, for sure. If it was like 90 minutes, I think it wouldn't have, it wouldn't be nearly as bad, because then we could have the entire horrible mm. romance plot that doesn't matter out of there. We could have more of the music. Like It would, just, it would be a better film. For sure. No, I'm not saying you're wrong for what you're saying. I'm just saying to me, for some, I think it will work for some people, and I'm fine with that. Maybe. Unlikable movie. Listen, if you look at the trailer for that, no, I get what you're saying. Hmm? If you look at the trailer, if you look at the poster for this movie, and you think that looks good, you'll enjoy it. Like it's as simple as that. I looked at the poster and trailer for this movie and said that looks bad, and yeah, it was bad, and that's basically. If you think this looks like a good movie, you'll like the movie. Like it's as simple as I, that. I like the, I, I got more enjoyment out of it than I thought. Mm-hmm. Not just unintentional. Not unintentional. Yeah. I think there were some parts where it was genuinely funny. No, there were but when it know. tried to real, it was okay. But it didn't I try that. Like the subplot with the elves was kind of funny. At first it was annoying with the, like the payoff was funny. Oh yeah, okay. That was actually when, when I was like assassinate the one guy. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I'll give them that. The, yeah, I remember when the thing blew up when the boat blew up for the first time. I was like watching. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, that laugh. That was funny. And I'm like, that gave me they hope. Killed, and then they killed then Danny I had a, Lovato. It's crazy. Oh my God, what? Yeah, I think we've basically said all we have to say. All right, let's get to the next thing. So, well, um, ratings. I give it a 3 out of 10. I don't think it's a good movie. Only reason it's not a, a 2 out of 10 is um, Rachel McAdams and the music's really I really, like, I really like the... My... Yeah. Eamon, rating? Uh, 5 out of 10. I thought okay. I just... I think it's fine. Luke? I'd probably give it like a 3 to 4. Yeah, around me. <laughs> kind of in the middle. Yeah. Because for me, it's closer to a two than a four, which I like overall. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was about as short as I expected. I just thought it'd be fun to touch on a new film because just to start us off. But now to the meat of the discussion, I think this can last us a decent amount of time. Um, so we're talking about Waves, which was my recommendation, although the recommendation circles are going to be a little off for a while. But we'll, we'll fix. It doesn't matter as long as we all have equals. It doesn't matter. So yeah, waves. This is a film from last year, 2019. Is directed by, crap. Schultz. Uh, that's, I know his last name. But Schultz. I don't know. Does, his, it, does his first name start with T? Yeah, I feel like it might be Tyler, but I'm not sure. I don't think it's Tyler. Whatever. It's directed by a guy. I know we're so professional. It's directed yeah. by somebody. I've only seen this one. I don't know if any of you have seen any of his other films. Um, I've heard about his other. I've heard about them. Yeah, me too. Luke, um, I have not. I like. Yeah. Didn't he make it comes at night? That's he made it comes at night and Krisha and this. That's. I think that's all he made. Yeah, I, I haven't seen um the, any of those. 
Oh yeah. Well, I I oh, will. It's Trey. I will and I'll... It's Trey. It's Trey. That's his first. Trey. Name. Yes, Trey Edward Schultz. His full name is Trey Edward Schultz. I I know now. Okay. Yeah. So full film. So yeah, I will see those films and maybe I'll let you guys know what I think once I see them. But anyways, this I'll explain the movie. I'll give a little. So. I think, we'll, yeah, this will mostly be spoilers, I think, right? Yeah. To really talk about it without just going straight into spoilers. So, yeah. but I'll give a basic plot summary before we get into it. So, it's about a family. Um, I forget where they live, but they're living in America somewhere. Um, and, well, they got some problems. And so, it focuses for the, for, for, uh, half the film it focuses on a young man. I did. I forgot all the names. My God. <laughs> um, the guy is Tyler. Tyler. Focus on a young man named Tyler, who, well, he's a wrestler. He's doing all right, you know, for a teenager. He got a girlfriend who loves him. He's he's doing wrestling. He's really popular in wrestling. He's got a well-meaning dad, and you know, it's it's going all right. But when someone starts their description with their life's going all right, you know where it's leading. So, yeah, everything goes to shit. Lots and lots and lots and lots of bad stuff happens. Just just, just lots. Just all on top of each other. And it causes him to kind of go on a downward spiral until he does a thing that's bad. Um, very, very bad. And then this is what makes the film unique. And we're going to just kind of go into discussion as soon as I'm done saying this. We'll give our overall thoughts and then go into it. So the film after the bad thing. Um, so now we're going into full spoilers. So after he does what he does, it com- the film completely changes focus and basically becomes a new movie. Um, it's still the same. but And now it is about the family, how it's affecting them and mostly how it has affected the sister and how she kind of comes out of it and yeah, this is where a lot of people will be split on the film because it is completely different from most structures I've seen for movies that most people have seen. The film basically reaches its full, its full climax halfway through the movie and the rest of the film is kind of a falling action. It kind of just has its own arc. So I'm going to start with Eamon. What do you think? Overall thoughts? Okay, um, so I thought it was a really good movie, and I thought it was a very interesting, for like, it started out how I expected it. I did not expect the ending to be exactly that. Mm-hmm. I knew something bad was going to happen to him. Yeah. Like, like, he would go to jail or something, but I didn't, but then when it goes to his sister, at first, I went into it, I was like, okay. I didn't hate it. I was just like, this is different. But then as it went further, I was like, this is actually really great. And then there is some great, very great scenes towards the end. Mm -hmm. It's an overall great story. Yeah. It's one of those movies where as it was happening, like as the second half was happening, I'm like, I don't know. This is kind of weird. I think I'm bored. But by the time it was done, I'm like, yeah, this is freaking amazing. I love it. It works. It just kind of it catches you off guard when you don't know it's coming, which I did not. I saw this in theaters. I love it. I love 
mostly everything about it. Um, the performances, the camera work's incredible, and the story's really interesting. But before I go more into it, Luke. Yeah, I'm going to be the odd man out. I didn't. Yeah. It's not bad by any means. It's just like a really mid movie. Um, yeah. My my beginning reaction to the second half was like, it, it this is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I like this. But as I went on, I, I just started liking it less and less. And then at the end, it kind of went up a bit where I liked it a yeah. tiny bit more. But yeah. like, I don't know. It, I think my main issue with the second one, I couldn't really like care for any of the big characters in there. Um, I like the oh. dad. I thought he was really oh, interesting, yeah. but Emily, not much, and I didn't really care for Luke at all. So, like, Lucas Hedges was amazing, but we'll get into that. And also, what did you think of the first half? Because you didn't really, oh, I don't yeah. think anyone um, The first half was like, actually. How were you good. feeling as you were watching I, I, it? Yeah. I like the first half a, a lot. It had, it had some of, it had some problems that I'll get to, mm-hmm. to in a bit, but um, it, it, I, for the most part, thought that was like a really good first half. Whether it be depressed for making you depressed or making you laugh your ass off, I just love movies where stuff just progressively keeps going wrong and you're like, oh, it can't get worse and just keeps doing that. It's something that always keeps me invested. So, yeah, um, how do we want to start this? Well, let's just go into, let's just start simple. Let's just start with the first half. Let's just discuss it. So, yeah, as I mentioned, it's about Tyler and shit just keeps going wrong. And so the basic just, so we'll just go over each thing. So from what we can tell, as it starts, like I mentioned, it's his life's okay. Not incredible, but he's got, he's got some shit. He's got girlfriend, right? He's got, uh, and as far as we know, it's a good relationship well, for, for, for the time being. <laughs> it just, everything is just so well presented, I feel. Like the way his downfall is presented in it is more stressful than most movies I've seen. The first half of this film, more stressful than any of the Saft, both of the Safty brothers films I've seen. Like, it's, oh my god, it's presented like the scene. So basically, when he finds out his girlfriend is pregnant, and he's just texting her about it. Incredible, like all those scenes where he's like texting. Yeah, and it's so like. Like later on when she's like trying to break up with him and he's over texting, he's just doing everything wrong, he's panicking. No, not really any dialogue, he's not really saying anything. Just showing the phone, and you can just tell exactly what's going through his head. And the whole movie, or at least for the first half, since that's we're just gonna stick for that for now, is presented that way. Like even though he does some pretty bad things, you're not sitting there like, Wow, you are a horrible person and I hate you. Because it is presented in an not to say he, he that he doesn't do very bad things, but you you understand his point of view to a point to the yeah. point where he is the villain. And even after I'm just gonna say, even after he kills his or at least very badly injures his girlfriend, obviously that's horrible, and it shouldn't have gone to that. But with everything else you watch, you're not saying you're like, wow, he's fine. He's a good person. But like, you're not at the same time thinking, wow, I can't believe he would ever, it would ever come to that. Because obviously he didn't intend on killing her. That was not his intention at all. And hitting her was bad and it shouldn't have come to that. But I'm, all I'm saying is from what you see, 
from how it's presented, you're not thinking of him as a straight up villain. Yeah. Because, like, shit, this, like, this guy yeah. can't catch a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, like what, I agree. Like, with the abortion thing, yeah. like, I feel like they, they um, presented that pretty well because you're like, you get where he's coming from, but you also get where she's coming from mm-hmm. on, that, on that issue. And you get why he's freaking out and why he's panicking. Like, yeah, he's and- not a perfect person. He, most, a lot of people panic. He's clearly not the most socially good at that kind of thing. Yeah. In like a crisis. Yeah, I mean, you get why he's panicking. You get why she doesn't want to um, get the abortion. Like, they, yeah. like I think it fit really well. Showing those protesters, I know it's kind of a cliche thing to do, but it is just how it is. And I think that definitely helps show both of their perspectives, show why she might be a little more anxious and all that. Those pro- I'm just going to say, I hate to put my personal views, but I don't care. Those protesters are evil. Like, in real life, the ones that stand outside abortion clinics and, like, with the pictures of fetuses and shit. Mm-hmm. No, God dude, damn it, I hate I, those people. I, I will say, <laughs> I, I yeah. like the introduction of the protesters, but I really didn't like, like, two minutes later, like, okay, they started off with mm-hmm. a subtly, like, pro-choice message that they had in the movie with the protesters and stuff. And then, like, it goes on, and the security card just, like, rushes in, and then he just tells the, like, the audience that these people are, like, literally crazy. And, like, I just felt that was, like, like, I, I felt like it was just forcing it too much, that, like, uh, like the pro-choice message. I preferred it, with, like, when it was, like, just really subtle at the side. But then, like, the security I'm card rushes in, I felt like he kind of, like, made it off a bit. Are you saying? I get what you're saying. No, I'm just, like, I get what you're saying. Like, you prefer... Just showing, presenting it, letting you decide what you think. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Just telling you, hey, these people freaking suck. And whether they told me they freaking suck or didn't, I would have still known they freaking suck. Yeah, yeah. So, I would have uh, the same okay. position either way. I agree with you. Yeah. I just, I just feel like I kind of um, threw me off. To I get, I get, I get, I get, I get that perspective. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And there's this. So for we're gonna this because we're gonna talk about how it works later on. But yeah. So this is just presented extremely well. And I feel like some people said it should have been just about him and ended with him killing her or whatever he does. I forget. (laughs) But here's the thing. I don't think the film would have been interesting at all. Like, even though I was invested, the story, even though not exactly, stories like this have been done before. I think this is some of the best I've ever seen it done. But yeah. And... I think what makes it unique and what makes it work so well, and I know many disagree, Luke, like it is a very divisive film, surprisingly. Yeah. I'm surprised how divisive it was when I started looking at Letterboxd reviews. Like some people hate it. Like not just, oh, I like what it did. No, they just hate every minute of it. But yeah, um, I think the second half makes the film its own thing because even though, yes, I get why someone might find that boring or find it annoying, especially after something so intense for your first half of your film, right? Yeah. Like, for an hour and 15 minutes of the film, that's incredibly intense. Like, like the past half hour before the transition is, like, top, suspect, top, like, intensity for a good 20, 30 minutes. Um. So when we go into something that's more slow, 
and more methodical and more just like a character piece just these two characters talking for the most part right that's most of it and i'm someone who i don't hate lucas hedges but i find he's not a great actor unless he's put in the right role and i think i loved him it, he was such a freaking goofball <laughs> like he's just so polite nice and like he didn't have many ill like obviously he wasn't a perfect person and they show that but he's just what's the word jet he feels so genuine okay so i talked about i've been talking about this for a while i want i want to know what you guys think about lucas hedges what you guys think about like the transition between the two scenes and all that i want to hear you guys talk because i talk too much um i think i'll go first so um i thought it was a very surprising and interesting transition and I don't hate Lucas Hedges either. It's the only other, I've only seen him in Lady Bird and Manchester by the Sea, and I thought he was fine in them. And Moonrise think... Kingdom. Oh yeah, he's also in. Is he in that too? Yeah. I don't. I don't remember him. He's the kid that gets stabbed. Mm. Oh damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. So, I thought he was. I think this is my favorite performance of his, of his I've seen. So um. I thought he was a very nice, genuine character, and I liked the little subplot with his father. I thought that was a very well-handled thing. Because, like, when, when it got there, I was like, wow. Because it was, like, emotionally hitting me pretty hard. Yeah. Kinda, it seemed like he was trying to stay alive a little longer because I guess his son was there. But, yeah. It was a great... He was a great addition to the story. Yeah, I thought it fit into the themes very well. Um, yeah, I agree. It fit into the themes. And um, I think the transition was done, like, as best as it possibly could be. But, um, and I also think all the performances were great. But um, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was. But with Lucas's character, I, cannot, I, don't, I just didn't really, like, care for him that much at all. Like, I was just really, like, okay, so they got into the marriage um like thing in the second act and i really wish they got into that one more that was like barely touched upon and i thought that was extremely interesting it was like the uh, yeah. I, I, I wish instead of lucas and emily it was emily and her father because m- my favorite scene in that whole movie was in the second half where it's just when emily they're and her father fishing that was my yes. favorite scene in the whole movie that, so, that, that was just such an emotionally hard-hitting um scene so i wish i wish the second act was more like that Opposed to getting to Lucas's um, and Emily's relationship and his subplot, but I will say their connection at the ending with his father and Lucas to Emily and Tyler, I will say that was a. I really liked how it came back around with that theme. Yeah, it was. It it, it, it the movie in the second half made me cry a lot both times I saw it. Like that was sad. And not in a manipulative way at all. It was genuinely presented, and it was genuinely set. Sterling K. Brown was the best performance in the film. He played the father. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I, like, there's just no question. And yeah, I agree. That is also my favorite scene in the movie. And yeah, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, I feel like there should have been more about the marriage falling apart because of it. Because they only showed that, like, once. There was one scene of yeah, there's fighting, like right? one scene, and then at the end, it was kind of like hinting at it a tiny bit, and then past that, yeah. there wasn't anything. Kind of, there should have been more. Like, I still want, I still think the Lucas storyline could have been in there, but maybe I don't think it needed to be in there as much. 
Like they, I feel like some they could have taken out one or two of his scenes and replaced it with it because I don't think it should have been focused entirely on the marriage, but it should have been more present. So I think if they took took away one or two scenes with Lucas and replaced it with that, and and then that I think that would have also made even though it's still the best scene in the movie, it would have made that scene even more powerful with a little more context. Um, I think I disagree because mm. um, I think I've seen a fair amount of movies where there's like divorce issues in movies and I was like, I don't need to see more of it. I already get the picture. I've seen it, so I get the pros. And when you say it, and huh. he said it in the scene, I was like, I completely understand, and it still had the same effect on me. I and heavily I disagree, but I'll let you finish first. Sorry. I'm just saying, I don't need to see something I've already seen a thousand times. Uh, I've seen marriage problems done in movies a lot, too. However, this is in the context of their son committing murder. Yeah, I know. I this know. is why, so I feel like it, and I wanted to see more of this, like, you're acting like every divorce is the same. Like, I want to see I more I, of I this particular I, marriage problems. I know, but <laughs> I didn't think it needed to be shown more than it was. I still got the whole idea. I, I, I got that yes. she, they were having trouble having other kids, and that the, the reason they were divorcing was because of the trauma that was inflicted on what Tyler did. And then when the scene came with her father, had the same effect. Could there have been more scenes with it? I'm sure. But did it need to? That I don't think so. Hmm. At least for me. And also, I think something that's good in this, I don't think a lot of movies show fathers showing too much emotion or crying that often. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think it was like a very well done scene. Every movie that I can think of where a father's showing a lot of emotion or crying is about divorce. Because all that's coming to my head is Kramer versus Kramer and Marriage Story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I another thing is um to do with that scene is like the it really ties well into like the themes of, like toxic masculinity and that stuff. How like it really yeah. affected um because that's upbringing of Tyler and how it like related to the, um what his eventual murder would be and um it it really like I I feel like that really like went into that theme very well. Almost all of Tyler's downfall was, like, even though I used to hate the term, I kind of get what it means now. So I agree. Almost all of Tyler's downfall was related to his upbringing by his father, who was very well-meaning, mind you. His father yeah, was yeah. not a bad person in the slightest. Yeah, I mean, it was just but, like, like was brought up him brought his arm, kids up that way. I still got to do this fight. I like wrestling. I don't care about my own health. I'm fine. I'm cool and manly and stuff. Right? Yeah. That's why his arm ended up. And that scene, I'm just going to detour for a second. That scene was freaking so well done. Where he broke, where his arm broke or whatever. Bro, I was like wincing, like cringing so hard when that happened. Mm. Like, it was so brutally, the, just the, the way it was shot and all that. So yeah, that and that's, there's lots of that in the movie, but yeah. Or because... like, the way he was handling the problems with his girlfriend was from mostly toxic masculinity. Well, yeah, because if his father yeah. wasn't so hard on him, he probably would have been more comfortable telling him that his arm was hurt. Yeah, He probably didn't tell him because he didn't want to seem yeah. like a weakling. Mm-hmm. Said that. Yeah. Pa- and I don't think that's what his father... That is not what his father envisioned. That wasn't his intention. What happened. Yeah, exactly. That's why and it was I'll, thought that. I'll make a little side note. Yep. This has... 
This was just a fun interpretation I had when he was sent to jail. The first movie, like other movie that came into my mind was the Shawshank Redemption, and I quoted mm-hmm. it when I reviewed it. When he says, "Uh, like he, I can't see that kid anymore. He's long gone. This old man, all that's left, who committed that terrible crime and whatnot." I immediately mm-hmm. went to that. I'm like, if you wanted, you don't have to. You can watch this, the first half of this movie, and then start Shawshank right then. It's a perfect prequel. I can kind they're of not see actually, it. They're not actually connected, but he, Red murdered someone. He was the only man in Shawshank who was guilty, I'm pretty yeah. sure. And or, so, it's not, of course, as far it's as different. Of course, it's different. I'm pretty sure. I'm, we don't even, we'll never know if Tyler ever got out or got paroled. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's a fun little. I get detail. what you're saying. Yeah, I understand what you're that, saying. That, it was just cool for me. That's fun. Yeah. Um. Oh, I had something I was gonna say. What was it? Uh, I don't remember. Oh yeah. What did you think of? Uh, is what's the sister's name again? Emily. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what did you think of just her? Because that's one complaint I hear. Some people find her not interesting. I thought she was the. Be- I thought she was besides the love of the best part of the movie. Hmm. I thought she was my favorite. Oh yeah? yeah. Uh let's hear Luke. Um cuz he's the one that said he didn't like the second half as much, so. She like um I I like her to some extent, but I I think that's just because of the first act, you know. Like I feel like the only reason why I care about her is because of the first act. Yeah. Like her character as herself, she was kind of boring. Like I didn't actually like was too interested in her character. I was just like like, all of my interest was just, like, well, her brother murdered someone, so I wonder what her reaction's gonna be. But, like, past that, I didn't actually care at all about her character. Well, like, that like said, is the, the only point, character though. I actually really liked in the second half was the dad. He was the only one that, I, like, I really found, like, an in- as an interesting character. Well, here's what I have to say about you saying the only reason you care about her is the first half. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't the think first, it's, it, it, it's the same movie. They're not two different movies. Well, yeah, I so agree. That, it, 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 yeah, that's yeah. not a bad thing. I just think they could have done more to her character make her more interesting. Yeah, but I don't think she needs to have much of a personality. But when you say the only reason you, you care about the father is because of what happened to his son, they, they had yeah. other issues. Cause, and also, he's the reason, part of the reason that it went that way. So mm-hmm. kind of the, the reason it's interesting is because of his son. And and, his, and what happened in the first half? That is why he is interesting, because that's the that's the way the film is built. The film has this first half, and it shows us the way these characters react and how they kind of quote unquote get over it. And it's showing like you know like how she meets this guy who's really nice, and he ends up having his own problems, and she ends up helping him. And I thought that was perfect. So even though I have problems with the film, I also don't really. Most of what I've said are nitpicks, like very small nitpicks. I mean, my only nitpick was the aspect ratio change. I'd say, yeah, I, that was kind of. I was going to ask about that. It like not, I not like one in the whole time, but just when it first happened, like it was really jarring. What about the use of Tyler the Creator? You said you didn't like that, bro. Yeah, okay. So this is like this feels like it should be a minor issue, but like surprisingly, it's not. Because, like, you know, like, if you have a rom-com and Metallica's playing the whole way through, like, it's going to ruin the movie no matter how good all the other aspects were. Oh! So, like, this isn't in every scene. The, the, this isn't in every scene. But there were a few scenes. For example, the biggest one, I, I, like, I was laughing my ass off at this. Um, okay. 
Uh, it was when the abortion scene she said um, were over. When he started trashing her room, Tyler, the creator, started playing. I was just laughing. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I can't see, like, that song or, like, honestly, any Tyler, the creator song being used in, like, that dramatic of a context. Like, I don't know. Well, Maybe here's if I what didn't I listened to Tyler previously. I wouldn't have had that reaction, but, like, it just felt, like, and really hilarious for me. Let me cut in for a second. You just said if I didn't regularly listen to Tyler, maybe I wouldn't have that reaction. Yeah, maybe. Someone I'm not sure. It, I think it's a rapper hip hop. No, as someone who doesn't really listen to rapper hip hop at all, really, it's just not. I'm not saying I don't like it, and I kind of like Tyler, but I don't regularly listen to him. So I'm hearing the song. I didn't know any of the songs, any of them that were played, which because a lot of people talk about, wow, this soundtrack is filled with iconic stuff. If someone watched this, they'll at least know one song. I didn't know any of them. So for me. This is me experiencing them just being used in the film. And I, that never occurred to me. And I was actually going to ask you, because you, I know you're into rap and hip hop, which I don't think me and Eamon really are. I mean, so I think I recognized the song when he was trashing I, I thought it was Tyler no. Creator. No, I thought it worked, the song. I because maybe I, yeah. I didn't No, I know. Happen. But Luke did. So all I'm saying is I thought it worked. I thought it fit. It didn't even occur to me. It just that scene was pretty great to me. You know, I've I've seen people agree with me, but like I said, like I'm pretty sure most of those people also are like people that like like Tyler a lot. So I mean, like, yeah, it definitely might just be something I because I listen to it a lot. It did that for me. Same thing with Kanye. Yeah. There was the where he pushes his dad down. Kanye's "I Am God" starts playing, and I also thought that was like really funny. It opposed to like yeah, I don't the tone know. it was trying I, to set. I, even though I don't regularly listen to music, I thought in context of the film, I liked it. I liked the music. I thought it was pretty good. I will say though, the soundtrack on its own, like if I would, I I would turn on that soundtrack just to listen to my free time. Like it, it's definitely. I wouldn't, but that's just because it's not my kind of music. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. The, the soundtrack was good. I just think the placing was a little mm-hmm. bit off for me. I mean, yeah, I I've noticed this episode that almost all of the topics are just kind of coming on their own. I have plans of bringing them up, and we just kind of bring them up. So let's continue. Let's keep going. What do you got to say, Eamon? I was just saying, I guess you could think that sometimes the rap lyrics could be a little on the nose, like a little obvious mm-hmm. in what they're saying, like, I am God to me. <laughs> I didn't make me dislike the film. I'm say, like, okay, I, I get it. You don't need that. It's like overtly saying it to my face. But it's literally... Yeah. Oh, I was trying to think, what are some other individual scenes? Um, so, yeah, what did you think about just, there's a lot of com- just talking and conversation scenes between Emily and Lucas. Tons. Yeah. And I liked all of those a lot. I thought it felt very natural. Like, these people, they felt like a real like sort of teenager couple who both have some trauma in their life and Sometimes it's a little blunt, but they build up Lucas's character to kind of just be a blunt, honest person who just kind of says what he's thinking. So they they don't it doesn't feel like a movie thing. It just feels like that's because I've known people like that. So he just feels like that's just him. That's not the movie saying let's make him say everything he's thinking. It just, they make it feel like he is the type of person who just does that. Mm-hmm. So I felt it was really natural. I really, I thought maybe it was a little almost kind of funny that when they, when they decide that they're going to go meet his dad, they're sitting in a bathtub. Uh, maybe that, I don't know why. It just felt really awkward. 
like why, why like why are they well, why for this conversation are they in a bathtub like it just like with candles and, and i know it's a thing people do but we're saying they should have put it maybe they're out for dinner or chilling in his room or just something a little less why not? in a bathtubby i don't know it's just like i don't know why but you can't just we should go see your dad who is dying but you're in a bathtub, and that's all I can think of is that they're sitting in a bathtub with candles. I, I don't know why. That's that's, that's, that's more a movie. They no, that's a movie problem than a movie problem. Okay, I don't know why I found it so funny that they're in a bathtub. For some reason, it made me laugh my ass off. I don't know why. That's just me being weird. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> I don't but, know. Um, why. I think the uh, second half to me is showing like everything. She made all the right choices that her brother didn't. Uh, she didn't. Yeah. Have, she didn't have the toxic masculinity effect on her, so she wasn't had the same attitude. And also, since she knew what happened to him, she knew how to react to Lucas and how to help him. With him. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I really like the cause and effect. That's kind of I think overall because I do I'm gonna be I'm just gonna be transparent even though I've been nitpicking the movie I freaking love it it's it's on my favorites list it's a ten but so I'm just gonna say this um, I really like the cause and effect nature of the film that's kind of the whole idea the stuff happens in the first film and in the second half the first half and then second half you see all these different characters and these themes coming back in a more positive way. The first half is super, de- since the first half is depressing, and the second half is too, the second half is so much more uplifting because you're seeing this character being able to make all the right choices that her brother couldn't. And it, I think that's what makes the film amazing to me. It's very unique. I think it's, I think it's just like kind of like, because throughout the whole first half, like when he was doing so. Because, again, it's done a lot in movies where someone's doing very well and then something happens and they start to fall. I think this yeah. is like the first moment. Because I don't think all the time when it's done in other movies, I feel it as much. But here, like, every every wrong choice he made made me more and more, like, disappointed. I'm like, come on, man. You got you have to be better than that. And every more time, and more stress. And the closer it got to, to where it went, I was just like, come on, yeah. bro. yeah for me though it was more like it wasn't because it wasn't even though obviously i'm not gonna say it wasn't his fault but in an indirect way and i'm not even gonna say it says it's no one's fault it was just it's just and i hate to use the word because it's meme to death but it's just the society they live in I'm sorry, but I have I have to use it that has caused it yes we live in a society yeah, he does live in a society. And, but no, like just like the societal norms and everything can made him and the way he was brought up made him unprepared for this and made him extremely ill-equipped for this situation, which led him down this path of just horribleness. And I think it was presented well. The issues were presented well. Everything was freaking great <laughs> for me. I'm going to let you guys this come up with some stuff to talk about because you guys seem a little less positive about the movie than I am, so start complaining. I'm going to sit here and listen and maybe chime in. Um, Specifically it? Luke. Because um, he's not talking much. I mean, 
my I don't really have much else to say. I feel like I've gotten a lot of like the negative aspects off my chest. I guess there is like um there are some like small things that they bring up that like for example like his addiction like, that didn't really feel like it like really like belonged there. It just felt like it was like there to make the movie feel more profound than it actually is. Like I I don't know. It's just like small like things that they add in like that. I I think that's like the only criticism of it that I have that I haven't brought up yet. Okay, then tell me some stuff you love. I will say, I, I like, I'm a really fan of like that, like color, the aspects that he used in it. I th- it, just in general, it was like mm. super visually appealing, mm-hmm. and like I said, oh, the I performances were amazing. I do need to bring up some of the like more intense car conversations when the camera is just spinning. Bro, that blew me away when I first saw the film. Like when the camera, the camera movement in the film is incredible. I like different kinds. Like sometimes I like it when the camera just stays still and it's very succinct, like a Wes Anderson film. But in this film, it's always moving and it's never distracting. It is so well integrated into the film. And it could have been so distracting, like to do something that bold, to have the camera spinning around the car. That could have been so distracting, but it wasn't. It worked so well for the film. Yeah, I know a lot of people thought it was like overdirected. I don't really agree with that though. I, I thought it, I thought it worked really well with um with the movie. I thought it was like pretty yeah. perfect. Uh, <clears throat> I like the camera movement a lot too. And one specific thing I liked is when like they first show him wrestling and he like does the spin and throws him over and the camera moves with him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Uh-huh. It's the little things that matter, you know? Yeah, they do help in making the film, like especially a film like this with a plot that is, even though it has complex layers, a plot that overall is pretty simple. So all the small details and things he does and adds to the film make it that much better. Okay, there was some, what else did I want to bring up? Um, shoot, hold on. do 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 <laughs> There's some. There was one more thing I wanted to bring up, but I can't remember. I think we talked about mostly everything we can. Is there any other big discussions or other things you want to touch on? Um, that is. I don't think so. Yeah, can't really right. think about. It. All right. So my first choice is Moonrise Kingdom. Um, it's it's a film. It's a film I love. It's my favorite movie. I love everything about it. I could probably rewatch it over and over and over. Uh, if, if I only had five movies to watch, obviously, I wouldn't be able to rewatch it over and over and over, but it's got, you couldn't do that with any movie. So if I had to pick one, it would definitely be that. It's just everything about it I love. Luke? Um, sorry to bother you. It would probably be my first pick. Well, like, like same thing with Logan, uh, what Logan said. It's just my favorite movie. I could watch it a thousand times. Mm. That movie scared me. Um, like genuinely. Yeah, that horse part was like pretty. Uh, <laughs> okay, Amen. Oh god. Um, my first pick, I think I have to go with the original Star Wars. Mm. Not because it's necessarily. I've had other movies go above stars. I probably more movies I like more, or think are better movies. But I think Star Wars is the most rewatchable movie. Yeah, that's like my top five. So yeah, mm-hmm. I love Star Wars because I love every single moment of it. And if I rewatch it someday, it's gonna go up mm. number one again. 
Nice. And I'm for sure. But then, are you going to go your number two and then his number yeah. two? Yeah, we're just going to do it that way. Okay, so my next pick is The Room. Um, for completely different reasons than Moonrise Kingdom. Um, <laughs> the Room is just so funny. I don't think that would get old for me. I think I could watch The Room over and over. Like, genuinely. It is... I think you could watch that a billion times and still find something wrong with it every time. So, yeah. The Room. Um, my next pick would probably be Freddy Got Fingered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love that movie. Then he would do, like, some sausage. It's just so funny, though. Like, I, that it's horrible. I, I love even... Tom Green. Like, that would be, like, that would be, like, my comedy of choice for, like, going there. I could watch mm. that a, a ton. Tom Green. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's in this movie called um We're allowed to go off topic a bit. Anyways, there's yeah. this movie called SwearNet with the guys from Trailer Park Boys, and it's really bad. But like for some reason, um, so they have celebrity cameos from Tom Green and Carrot Top of <laughs> all people. And Tom Green, his only line in the movie for the most part is just him saying. I'm handing out keychains, and that's it. Like, and then there's also a part where he beats up Ricky, and that's it. And he's just in the movie for like five minutes, and he's terrible. But it kind of the whole movie was terrible, so maybe that wasn't your fault. But yeah, hey, Amen. All right, for me, probably Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Of all the comedies that I would put on the island, or if that was the last five, I would shoot Scott Pilgrim because it's just so yeah. fun, bonkers. Some of my favorite lines in movie history are in that movie. And oh, it's yeah. just like, it's a kick-ass movie. Oh, yeah. So my next pick's really unique. It's, it's a little film called Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> for all the, for all, no, I, that's literally what I was going to say next. And it's for, all, it's, all, it's for all the reasons Eamon said and more. It's, it's just incredible. It's so fun, rewatchable, crazy. I just feel like for my, if I had five movies to watch, I do need to pick a serious movie. I'm still thinking of that. But I would mostly just want fun, rewatchable, very visually interesting films. Yeah. Mostly. Next. Um, my next pick would either be Blind Spotting or Scott Pilgrim. Pick one. Um, let's go. Because you or guys put Scott both. Pilgrim, I'll do Blind Spotting. I don't know. That's just oh, probably like. Uh, I still need to see it. What? I still need to see Blind Spotting. Oh, yeah. That one's really good. Um. It's just like really captivating and it really puts you into the world and like what um they went through and stuff and it's just really interesting. All right, um, I just want to comment. David Diggs is in Hamilton and I'm obsessed with that and I like it when he raps in a shitty French accent. All right, amen. <laughs> this, is, this is number three. Yeah, uh, is it number uh, three? Yeah. No, this is number. Yeah, yeah. So for me, Wait. number three. Would mm-hmm. probably be Little Women, just because ah. if I need a nice a nice drama that makes me yeah. happy and sad. Little Women does it every time, and I adore every single character in that movie. And I would die for every. And I love Timothy. I love. All right. Yeah. It's a great movie. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat, and I'll come up with a version for if you don't want me to cheat. Lord of the Rings trilogy. Fuck you. I don't <laughs> care. I want to. It's a. Ch- and if I had to pick one, it would be the first one because it's the best one and the most rewatchable. But yeah, um, which I think is an unpopular opinion. So yeah. 
So official answer, Fellowship. Cheat answer, the whole trilogy. Not The Hobbit, though. Those movies suck. Mm-hmm. Luke. Um, for my next pick, it would probably be uh, American Psycho. That movie, it would, mm. it would just be like, um, it's not like much of a horror movie, but like yeah. it's horror enough where I, I would take it as like my horror pick. It's just a really good movie. Also in one of my, also one of my favorites. Yeah, horror is now a word. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay, so mine. This it gets harder when it gets down to the wire. But yeah, I, I have to go with. Let's between Whiplash or La La Land, but I think I'm gonna go with um, yeah, Whiplash. Mm. Whiplash. I, yeah, I almost. Said I La La find La 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 far more rewatchable of the two. Wait, hold on a second. Yeah. Come on. Just keep going, just keep going. Yeah, with what? Okay, awesome. J.K. Simmons. Got dinner in 10 minutes. Anyway, so my last pick will be Evil Dead 2. Um, I'm not going to cheat and say Evil Dead Trilogy this time. Evil Dead 2 is awesome and very rewatchable. It's definitely the best horror pick. It's really great. Again, this isn't my definitive choice. If I had more time to think, it would probably be completely different. But, you know, since I'm this is on the spot, Evil Dead 2. Freaking great. I love it. Good movie. I don't have any dramas here, but they're not as rewatchable. They're just not. So, yeah. Luke! Um, I'm going to go with Star Wars Episode 3. Just because that movie is, like, simultaneously amazing and then also has, like, some really funny scenes due to the dialogue. Oh, so, so like, you like basically get amazing yeah. rewatch to watch, like, just over and over. So you get a bit, so you get, like, uh, the best of both worlds. A bit of So Bad It's Good, a bit of Genuinely yeah. Good. Get it. Yeah, that's kind of that movie, that movie in a nutshell. Half of it, like, wow, this is really great. Half of it, wow, this is so bad, but I love it anyway. It's like, I am the Senate. Unlimited power! Like, come yeah. on, it's so dumb. Love it. My favorite line in that whole movie is, from my perspective, the Jedi are evil. Like, that was just like such an off line for the scene. Yeah. I just started. I like. <laughs> I like. I like the kid that's like, Mr. Skywalker. There's, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? And he just like, <laughs> like he brings out his lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny and overly edgy. Oh, and the kid's horrible. It's great. I love it. Yeah. And Eamon, last choice. So I animation because that's my forte. Mm. And I think I would have to go with Wally. I think mm. I like Prince of Egypt and Lion King more. But like I've seen those movies so many times I can probably just rewatch them in my head. But like Wally yeah. is a robot and he goes to space. <laughs> Yeah, that's all the that's all the reasons you need. No more I mean, reasons. I mean, that's a, that's yeah. a good enough reason like, I would say. Like, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to make a clickbait title, clickbait title yeah. for Wally, just say Roomba goes to space. Oh, <laughs> no, but yeah. <laughs> well, no, but but yeah. Like you're like I could read Prince of Egypt and like incredible movies. I could rewatch over and over. But Wally, he's a robot. He goes to space. 
<laughs> that's all the you that should be like an official review you write. Like if you ever no, become well, a critic. Well, well genuinely great anyways, and I like no, I like it. More than Disney I, and I so. think it's over not overrated. I still think it's really good, but I would only give it an eight out of ten. Because I don't think the second half works as well as the first half. We're just uncivilized, but we're not gonna that. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay, um, I think that's it. That's yeah, all for so. Luke, mm-hmm. thanks for joining us. Thank you for um, having me on. We'll probably have you back. This went really well. So we might have you back. We'll see. We'll see. We have some plans. Eh? But yeah, um, yeah. That went yeah. well, mostly. We did have a part where Eamon disappeared off of our invite list and then his mom called him, but that's okay. We never acted like this was professional. So, um, and hopefully we'll figure out some better audio if this does end up going anywhere. But yeah, thank you for joining us all the way through. Next episode, our schedule isn't succinct. So the next, depending on how everything goes, next episode will either be the Before Trilogy episode or the... um, Oh, it's the one you leave no trace it'll be one of the two um and i think with leave no trace we're either good i think we're going to be discussing first cow so because we're not the only reason i'm saying i'm not sure which one is because we're not recording them in order of when we were going to release them but we'll see we'll see what happens um so yeah thanks for joining us and bye-bye bye-bye bye